With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Your source for Big Ten Talk. It's off tackle. Empire! Welcome to Off Tackle Empire. Where, um, well... You're joining us right now. This is our emergency podcast because the Big Ten fall 2020 football season has officially been canceled and postponed, postponed whatever. Spring, sure. Point is, they're not going to play it in the fall. And so our official, our win fight try, Brewster of the Week, is Jepson's Malort, but we are chasing it with shorts. Locals light. Because you're uh, not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. So you know what? You might as well go out and explore your state. See what they've got to offer in the far reaches. Hey, you know. Shorts is fantastic. I Pretty much everything I've tried from them. I've yeah, so, it. you know, take a trip up there. It's about three and a half hours from Detroit. If you're, if you're in... Uh, you're not going to spend three and a half hours watching a game anymore, are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Disconnect got, your shit from the internet and just print out some maps to somewhere remote. Somewhere that's going to need your help now that college football won't be providing revenues for local communities. And just go on some road trips. But just make sure... That you don't have anything that connects to the internet on you because guess what? It's right there waiting, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> because we live in a hell world and the only way to escape it is to disconnect from the internet. Close the portal. <laughs> so, there are a lot of aspects to this, obviously. A lot of things that are uncertain. Um, some of the more unseemly speculation I've seen. It, it, well, I mean, there's commentary like I think Paul Christ said that, oh yeah, guys are being poached. Like that's already happening. Which, would you expect anything less from the SEC? No, that's that's exactly on brand. And <laughs> just watch, they'll end up Come getting... Come on, man, we poached people, we tried to poach people from within the conference when there was a sex scandal. <laughs> well, we, you can you can probably dissociate yourself from the we at this point. Yeah, you, no, no. You're I, pretty I, well set Tim Beckman at Yeah, Tim, Tim Beckman's not really representative of Off Tackle Empire or its <laughs> affiliates. The views... You could probably get him on staff, though, because nobody else will. <laughs> but in any case... Um, or what Larry Fedora is doing right now. Did he go the Ron Zook route and work at a bank in South Florida? Probably not. I'm considering going the Ron Zook route and working at a bank in South Florida whenever my disgrace inevitably hits the airwaves, you know, whatever that would be. So, again, yeah, that's that's the first thing is, what, what you know, what does the future hold then for... Players, are they going to be able to redshirt? If they've already redshirted, can you take another one? What do you do about total scholarship size? Because like, presumably, you end up letting these guys play another year, especially, and this especially is because the possibility that that spring season just doesn't happen seems pretty strong. But I'll be shocked if that spring season happens. Uh, I'm, I, I'm moving the mic ever so closer to Andrew because... Well, he's forgotten his mic, so we're back to the one mic, two sides setup. And ever since the announcement came, 
Well, it came, it came while I was on a run, having not eaten anything all day, so I immediately downed a quarter of a bottle of Malort. And which, you just keep, been, which you keep in your pocket at all times, for, uh, yes, just, for just such occasions, <clears throat> being from Illinois. And I've just been uh, pounding whiskey and mournfully watching Illini football highlights uh, for the last few hours, uh, hoping Andrew would get here while I was still coherent. Um, just but my point time. is that I can only adjust the level so much in post-production. Fair so I'm, I'm, I'm getting the mic closer to him. Anyway, with this scholarship thing, yeah, like, <clears throat> that's what I really wondered because obviously I, as I've been complaining about um, the possibility of this not happening this year was uh, with Illinois having so many seniors yeah. and just upperclassmen. It's like, well, what happens now? Not just from an Illinois standpoint, but from a... You know, these players, there were some guys that could have become NFL prospects. There are some guys that have no more eligibility. Um, what what happens now? There's got to be, look, the, one of two things will happen. Either they do play in the spring, and, well, that's going to be presumably a diminished season. It would be some form of this year, of, 20, of the 2020 season just happening in the spring. So either that happens, or there has to be some kind of provision made to give these guys some kind of eligibility reprieve. There, there's no way the NCAA, and why would they want to, first of all? Because it's not like the scholarship costs are prohibitive for most programs, although I guess at the group of five level, that might be a different thing. Uh, and and it's you would have to be careful about it because if you just write in a one-year roster size exemption, oh yeah, there would be programs looking very closely at the fine print of that to see how we can figure out how to get 200 scholarship players and grab you know every transfer we possibly can. PJ. Right. Well, <laughs> PJ, but also, I mean, again, just think about the attempted harvest you're going to see from conferences you haven't canceled yet. Well, yeah, really. Like, who who wouldn't? Frankly, especially because the SEC hasn't canceled yet. I mean, they'll be the last. When, they... when you consider that Gus Malzahn routinely has, like, over 100 players signed to, signed to scholarships at any given year. Yeah. And the limit is 85. Right. And they, if the SEC cancels, they'll probably be the last conference to do it. But yeah, the more I think about it, the more I think they're probably going to go through with it. I guess it'll, it'll really depend, I guess. If the Big 12 and the ACC both back out on them, are they really going to stick their necks out by themselves? You wouldn't think so. It didn't doesn't seem like a did smart Pac-12 thing to do. Make it official. They did, and in fact, not only did they push football, but they announced all winter sports, which would include the beginning of. Ba- they're not playing basketball till January oh, okay. either. So, so, so no, there's not going to be Big any. Big Ten non- only <laughs> announced fall sports. Yeah, Pac Ten went winter sports. I don't know if they officially labeled it as winter sports. I, but it, I think the way they phrased it was they're postponing all sports until January at the earliest. So. That would mean okay. you know various other winter sports that start before well, the end of the year. Suggests, I mean, you could get away with that if you canceled Pac-12's non-conference basketball slate. I yeah, assume. which has felt like a possibility for quite a while across the board. I guess we'll see how that goes because, boy, you know, the the whole idea, and I, I'm sure that a lot of college football administrators, it, it honestly, since they're it, in the context of college. Doesn't it feel like the the term paper that is your entire grade or pretty close to it, you get it assigned it at the beginning of the semester and it's like, oh, I have forever to figure that out. So you don't think about it. You have a, you have a, an afternoon with nothing else going on. Maybe I should work on, no, 
that's that's for future me to deal with. As soon as they cancel the Big Ten tournament, I'm thinking, you know, because I'm all about Illinois football. Like Illinois basketball is a fun diversion, but you know, my dream is Illinois football also receiving votes. So I'm thinking, like, <laughs> man, Illinois has an also receiving votes caliber team this year. I, I'm telling everybody I know to mask up, do whatever they can to lower that R number. Uh, and because we, and we, we can't see, afford yeah. to lose this one. We saw PSAs from, I think, most of the football and basketball conferences, or, or coaches, rather, in the league. As most importantly, we saw one from Ed Orgeron. If, yeah. if Ed Orgeron yeah. can't convince you, then no one can. Yeah, although I, not the first thing that he's done like that in his history. There was also a time in the past when he urged the citizens of Louisiana to prepare your hurricane emergency kit. And I, living here in Michigan, also prepared a hurricane emergency kit at Cocho's direction because he was very convincing. So, yeah, it, we had PSAs from the coaches. We, I mean, Michigan's been in a form of a lockdown basically the whole time, one of the more restrictive ones in the country. Hey, it's pretty much worked. We would probably be fine if states if the games could be played exclusively here. Um, but since, you know, we're tied to 49 other states... It's not possible to do that and still have any kind of meaningful competition. So it's, it's possible that when he said, Go Tigers, he was actually saying, Slow virus. <laughs> the whole time. Even Slow back in the, the virus. Even back in the national title game. Slow um, the virus. <laughs> yeah. Well, that then becomes the canary in the coal mine, doesn't it? All eyes in the Big Ten world turn to basketball season because that is going to be the next thing that they need to protect. And if, you know... I don't know how Jim Delaney would have handled this, but if Kevin he, Warren he has done something. anything has anything like Jim Delaney's power, um, then we're going to have to see a comprehensive plan to save Big Ten basketball because you know what? Big Ten basketball is going to be really good again. Well, and the other thing is, it, you know, it's always felt, right, so when this whole disaster started, it felt like, well, football season's going to be fine. This will all be done by then. Not only is it not done now, it's worse than it was at the beginning. And there's not well, that wait, much time. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, not as many people are dying every day. So, that we know of. On. That we know of. That's assuming the data's even right. I mean, come on. It's not like we have, like, 2,000 Americans dying every day. It's only, like, 1,000 Americans dying Right, so every it's day. only the equivalent of two 9-11s a week, basically, then, is what we're going through now, and that's yeah, totally I mean, fine. Basically... And again, that's, that's assuming the data is accurate. Look, man, the CDC the doesn't control data at this anymore. Point, at this point, the projections only have it as the third leading cause of death in the United States for 2020. Do we stop college football because of cancer? Do you ever even hear anything about cancer in college football? I mean, when is the last time college game day said anything about anyone with cancer? It's true, you know, college football is not as patriotic or as supportive of causes as the NFL, so we don't hear very much about cancer. Well, plus, look, here's the thing. One of the things the Big Ten cited was concerns about specifically myocarditis, uh, heart inflammation, which of course, you know, Happens after other viral infections too, and that's something but people have spat out as the reported yeah. at a much higher yeah. rate with coronavirus. But also, it's a heart condition that when you hear heart condition, you usually you usually hear it in the context of someone that nobody expected to die in the middle of a game died in the middle of a game, and they later found that he had a heart condition. Yeah, uh, we're talking some Hank Gathers stuff here, right? Um, I only say that because that's the reality of what we're dealing with 
and that's what you know several FBS Power Five college football athletes have reported, including of course that Indiana offensive lineman that we mentioned, Brady Feeney. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I guess on one hand you could protect the student athletes. On the other hand. If you're looking to sell eyes on TV sets, you know what's more inspirational than your teammate dying from a preventable from a preventable heart condition? I mean, you know, well, how, how else are the teams going to emotionally rally? The myocarditis thing also raises what I'm sure was a a concern that was brought to the Big Ten presidents anew, which is there are potential legal consequences here that we can't exactly nail down yet because if you let these players play knowing that there's a substantial risk they will be exposed to a disease with unknown consequences the players again are not paid they theoretically are not employees but you the institution that's supposed to be caring for them put them out put them out there and expose them to those conditions but there's no tell i mean look there's already a a tempest of litigation heading the ncaa's way over name image likeness and the issue of player compensation in general this is, I mean, this is going to make, this is a, a cake on top of that. Because for me personally, I'm reasonably certain that the NFL season will at least start. Oh, they're playing the whole thing. No, the NFL is going to go forward. They, and, and honestly, that's as fine as it can be. Um, they have the resources. Those guys are paid. They have a union. Um, but when you ask why NFL and not college football, it's because... The NFL can pay all those people to socially isolate. They can pay all those people to stay within the bubbles. They can enforce actual penalties for people that break those bubbles because they are employees. And they're also not woven into the fabric of a college campus. I mean, players are probably going to get this anyway if they're in a normal college context, but... My train of thoughts through. We are here at Hound House where someone is sensing distress in us and is trying to just reach out as best she can. But yeah, the, that's the thing. I mean, you know, we, we certainly I hope that we're not craving enough a society to insist that everybody goes forward because the worst case scenario is just that everybody gets Brian's song in real life. Because you know, please don't censor me, SB Nation, but that's actually horrible, and that's not something that I ever hope happens. Uh, right. So, yeah, it, everything with this is fluid still, but... Yeah, I'm told the situation is fluid. Right, because people just report shit that is floating in the ether, I guess, now. <laughs> but the thing about this that's most confusing is... You mentioned Jim Delaney and what, what might he have done, what might he have done differently if he was in charge in this situation. I guarantee you, under Jim Delaney's direction, the conference would not announce a schedule six days ago, and then, again, less than a week later, it, it's, not like there's, it's not like there's been 50 million new coronavirus cases since then. Not like there's been some dramatic explosion. Like, according it's still to bad. the official data, the uh, the daily caseload has actually slowed down, which is not true. It's it's a lie, and that's why the data isn't controlled by the CDC anymore because it painted an unfriendly picture. Interesting. You'll see a very interesting July sixteenth inflection point if you look in that data, and 
you know, I don't know. All, all I did was all the calculus that the University of Illinois could offer me, but that <laughs> seems like there would be a cause. Especially when nothing changed. There were no additional national protocols. There's been no massive testing program unveiled. We're just saying. But I, I digress. Right. We Wildly and repeatedly. <laughs> so, Point is, we talked in several of the previews when we were speculating on, you know, because we did the previews more than a week in advance of their actual drop date, and we kept speculating that, because oh, Because unlike know, the Big Ten, we prepared in advance. We did our homework. And we did our shit more we than made a week plans. ahead of time. <laughs> so, point is, you know, we said, I don't know if this got through to any of our recordings, but we certainly said it in our pre and post discussions that, look, it would be ridiculous for them to just not alter the schedule because there's the teams that start on, like, the 5th, and then there's teams like Illinois didn't have a game until, the tw- until I think, October. Yeah. Well, I mean, right? we, so, of course, of course, they're going to commonize it. And once they do, I mean, surely they're going to take advantage of all that time they now have freed up by the non-conference being canceled and start it at the end of September, give them the maximum amount of flexibility. Basically, that is the ultimate punt. We are the Big Ten. We punt to win. But they didn't punt. They went for it. They like, moved it up. What's, and this isn't like... I saw some some tweet that said, this is like punting from your opponent's 35. No. It would have been... It's like punting from your own 25. No, this is more like... This is like going for it yeah. inside your own... Inside Actually, your own no, this is like, What this is exactly like is running a fake punt into Bama's base defense. This is a Georgia-ass play. This is a Justin Fields for five yards on fourth and ten. Um, yeah, so, look, again, the schedule was released six days ago. We d- When we discussed it in our... First emergency podcast. This will probably be our last emergency podcast, by the way, because there's not going to be much to talk about for a while. Uh, but when they announced the modification to the schedule, the conference mentioned that a deliberate design feature of it was its collapsibility, basically. The, instead of pushing the game, the start of the season back, they kept it where it was so that in the event of an outbreak that forced one or multiple games to be canceled, they would have options to fall back on later in the season, and they could still pull it off. That was built into the schedule they announced a week ago. Presumably at that point, still five months into the pandemic, they knew what the risks of spread were. They had some idea what would be necessary to keep players safe, to test, to trace, all that stuff. So the real question then is, what changed in the last six days? Yeah, and throughout, you know... We've been talking about, for all kinds of reasons, there is no solution that's really fair to the players. There's just none. none. No, there isn't. But, like, if there is a final... I don't want to say final solution. If there is a final (laughs) (laughs) decision made, I just want to know that the reasoning is as sound as it can be. It needs to be transparent. What was it that was the decision? If they don't want to admit that the decision was... Hey, they talked with a lot of lawyers and decided that liability avoidance is paramount here and that that happened in the last six days. Which, by the way, as a lawyer, that would satisfy me. Right? Because, like, I at least understand that. Because at, least, at least you know they'd be shooting you straight because they're not going to say something like that unless they mean it. But, of course, they can't say that because it threatens this ridiculous bubble of amateurism they've tried to preserve even though it's basically at this point enclosed in pretty close to a 360 degree sphere by spikes it's gonna drift into it eventually as far as liability is concerned 
Look, I know that of, of our very limited audience, I would be willing to bet that literally none of you appreciate when I bring NASCAR into the conversation, but... <laughs> we don't know is, that. There's probably liability, one Liability... Um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not an SEC person. I'm not Spencer Hall. I can't pull this off. But NASCAR... And also, I talk more technically and less romantically about NASCAR. But point is, liability and also Toyota money caused them to <laughs> reduce the horsepower and introduce this tapered spacer that took the speeds down, uh, not, again, for, for, for anything related to what they said was safety. They didn't admit this until later, but it was for liability reasons that they did this, and although it kind of, the product kind of sucked, it didn't kill the product entirely. So point is, Man, even NASCAR was a little bit transparent about the reasons that they sacrificed some shit for liability. Yeah. And so the kind of the last aspect of this before we start speculating about what the future might hold is, you know, between... So, again, these rumors about the Big Ten canceling... I'll tell you what the future might hold. These nuts. Because fuck the future right now. Go on. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, the rumors came out this past weekend about the Big Ten canceling its season. And it, first of all, immediately, several coaches saw their opportunity to seize their players, put them in front of them as means to play the season so they're paid their full salaries, and to simultaneously co-opt the We Are United movement, which was going to be about player organization and instead turn it into, we demand the ability to play these games without being paid immediately. <laughs> For, um, Fucking masterstroke, by the way. Guys like Ryan Day, Franklin Harbaugh, they, I mean, they don't get to the spots they're in without being able to pull this kind of move. I, I genuinely appreciate the fucking snidely whiplash maneuver that they all just pulled on their players. But anyway, this notion that started going around was well, how, how unfair, how unjust, how, how impermissible that you would cancel the season without consulting the players and, and seeing what their input is. What the hell do you think the input is going to be from guys who are willingly risking CTE for a chance at living their dreams of playing football? Of course, they're going to play. All of them could have smallpox and they would still want hey, I to got play. I a question. How about this? Brandon Peters was knocked the F out against Iowa in a one-score game uh, in the fourth quarter. You think he didn't want to play? You don't ask the players if they want to play. The answer is always going to be yes. The word play is right in their name. It's what we call them. They're players. They play. It's what they do. Their input was never relevant to this. So Everybody that that whole thing when, infuriated me. Everybody remember when Ben Roethlisberger just socially distanced from the training <laughs> staff in a playoff game after yeah. getting lit up? Yeah. And immediately went back in and threw another pick? Right. And then He wanted to play. And he's and that's completely typical of a football player. It's that kind of drive is what gets them where they are in addition to incredible physical abilities. But not just football players. I mean, I as as a as a person with ties to Chicago, everybody said this about Derrick Rose. Who knows his body better than him? I don't know. Someone who spent nearly a decade studying the human body? Yeah, orthopedic surgeons and radiologists and lots of people know his body better than him. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, college football players want to play. College football players also want to smoke weed. We don't let them do that. <laughs> so. Some of us don't let them do that. 
should, and again, to be clear, we should want to do that. Maybe that wasn't the greatest example, but right, they also want to be paid. They also want to have lifetime health insurance. We don't care what they think when those topics come up. So no, that, make no mistake, that little thing, that was a brilliant manipulation that happened in the in like in the blink of an eye. No, it well, was a damn magic trick. What makes it such a masterstroke is that it also effectively tied the fate of this football season to the fate of organization and unionization such that well you're not letting him play i guess we can't do all this players oh, united stuff yeah i guess yeah. the organizing has failed boom pat fitzgerald is thrilled he's right smoking now. a cigar in his office for sure but uh. by the way <laughs> kudos to northwestern for continuing to muzzle him because they took they're his doing phone. a lot better than Nebraska. They took his phone. Oh, yeah. So they're doing so much better than Nebraska at muzzling their boomer head coach. I guess that's, that's a hell of a pivot right their there. Their young boomer head coach. Hell of a pivot to the conversation of, is Nebraska really planning to leave the Big Ten over not playing this season? Do it. Do it. <laughs> By just all do means. It. You're not going to do Okay. I would yeah. love pay-per-view Nebraska. Like, like just barnstorming. <laughs> like, take all covers. Like, like just... Like a bare knuckle boxer in the 1870s, I will challenge. It would just stand at a street corner. Anyone who can knock me down? <laughs> yeah, by all means. And then go go try to play with the SEC, like I heard the report shortly before I came over here. You're going to get your teeth knocked out. You're not going to win a game. You're not going to score a point against most of those teams. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, for Yeah, for a program that in the past nine years now, 2011 they joined, uh, they've got one division title. They got boat raced in that game in the conference championship they did go to. They and have yet to win a division title and hold the opponent in the conference championship game under 70. Yeah, that's <laughs> And in the last three years, they've won 13 games. We understand that the financial strain on the athletic departments is massive. It's gonna, We're talking upwards of $70 million losses for every school I've seen that's mentioned numbers. It's going to be bad. Things are going, like, the college sports paradigm is going to change. And by the way, that's a good thing. They're one game better than Illinois in that stretch. Holy yeah. balls. And we bring that up to, to, maybe, to maybe bring a little perspective to exactly what modern Nebraska brings to the table. You ain't getting $54 million a year from anybody else. I thought, to be honest, culturally, I've thought they were a perfectly good fit in so far. I mean, it, you know, they certainly like to argue with Iowa fans who like giving it right back to them. So yeah, see, we I had some good times, I, didn't I, we? I mean, is, is that really, like, man. I thought Nebraska was more Big Ten than Penn State. And maybe, maybe I'm just like the Big Ten version of one of those white supremacists that's so racist that they still don't count Italians as white people. <laughs> <laughs> but, but still. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that, that continued today, by the way. Even after the vote became official, a statement co-signed by the president, the athletic director, and Frost said, We ain't putting up with this shit. We'll do it ourselves. Like that that's pretty much what that statement comes down to is we're still looking for a way to play. Again, there's the door. Leave your money. And your TV rights, by the way, because we're not giving those up. So, hope your new conference doesn't expect to make any money off of you. Good luck finding a new place to play. You know who's looking real lightly right now is the Big 12. Although, what's interesting is that Bob Goldsby was talking about, like, that Nebraska might schedule people outside their conference. I was saying, like, I didn't even know that such a thing was possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the year 2020, he came up with non-conference scheduling. Like... <laughs> 
What I thought was really fun was that last week, Middle Tennessee and Army scheduled a game for either September 4th or September 5th. I've seen a couple of those one-off announcements, and I'm like, I whatever. I mean, say whatever you want. Do you ever <laughs> tell your fiancé that you're definitely going to do something that you know when you say it that you're not going to do? I'm You've sure, done it. I'm sure I have. If I'm you trying to think done of it, it. Then you will certainly have done it by the time you're married. I'm trying to think of good examples. Well, yeah, because, you know, again. Just, you mention it maybe as you're going out the door, in passing, just because, like, you're taking a box, but, like. I, I would say. You try to bring it up in the context that I don't, you'll remember at the least. I don't make promises that I know will not be broken. It is mostly negligent promise breaking on my part, where. I, I may, when I say the words, fully intend to do the thing that I'm doing. Just like Army and Middle Tennessee. I'm sure they think things. they're playing that game. They're just, if, they're going to give it their... If they could, they would. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to Big Ten Football 2020. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. So, yeah, the, um, I'm going to bring it all the way back to Big Ten basketball now becomes the canary in the coal mine because we, we all know well, that... We got plenty of dead canaries already, but continue. I mean, but continue. Well, I'm sorry. The next canary in the coal mine. Send another. Like, yes, I'm sure this canary sees all the dead canaries and it's just like... This will I'm be not fine. sure I want to go in that coal mine. But, uh, you know, Penn State is very proud of its coal mining heritage, and they're saying, like, no, look, you've got to do it for our forefathers. This is more like the coal mine that's been on fire for 40 years. And will, oh, Centralia, Pennsylvania? Yeah. 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 Uh, Try 60. So, so, so the canary going over there definitely has to be concerned about the fact that, yes, all of these athletic departments are certainly going to take enormous losses because of the fact that they operate on the edge with foot like it's like roller coaster tycoon right when you're just trying to get to the end of the month just trying to spend as much as you can because you know that once all your bills come due then you'll be in the negative for like you know for a hot second here I thought as an engineer you'd be good at that game are you telling me you ran deficits in roller coaster tycoon well, I did when I was like 10 <laughs> 
and back then, the game was these. But anyway. Well, because I used to like to design the best roller coasters, not like design shit that was ruthlessly efficient. When you say best, you mean the ones with like the na- highest rating, na- nausea factor, like seventy three point eight or something. Oh no, I'm talking about high excitement rating. I'm talking about like uh, right. yeah. See, as opposed to just I can settle with something for something with middling ratings that costs me very little to produce. See, that's why I'm not that good for the auto industry because right. like like the swinging ship had a high excitement rating or the ideal automotive engineer can design like the smallest the smallest possible roller coaster for the best possible profit regardless of whether or not it's any goddamn good (laughs) no what (laughs) modern modern i did once i did once design one that was one station platform half a corkscrew uh powered launch and so it goes up and back and then uh boom cycle four people in cycle four people out Boom, there it is. Anyway. And I'm sure you made a fortune, right? That's so here we are. I did indeed. <laughs> but anyway, the next thing that is possible, like, it almost feels like Big Ten basketball <clears throat> should, well, I don't know, will be, but in my opinion, should be used as the test case for Big Ten football because it would, in theory, be much easier to isolate Big Ten basketball. We know that a basketball bubble, in a sense, can work because the NBA is doing it. The question is, can it work in a form that's going to be at all consistent with the reality, one, the reality of college life, and two, the resources available, not just to the Big Ten, the Big Ten could afford it, but to the MAC, to Division Two, to you know the rest of the sport that we play. Um, maybe that doesn't matter as much to Big Ten fans if we're doing a conference-only schedule, but can you feasibly run a bubble-type structure when you've got 14 campuses spread out across, what, 2,000 miles? Um, you know more if you count north and south <laughs> you're not just going to be able to take all the basketball players for two months and put them in a bunch of hotels in indianapolis and have them play a season as cool as that sounds that's not college basketball like that that would be that the ncaa would be giving up on the amateurism thing and what we've seen from how their lack of a plan these last five months has ultimately gone is that is the last they they will let every university in the country burn to the ground and fall into the pits of the earth before they give up on the notion of the student athlete the amateur well see i think that all along the power brokers those at the levers of power within college football have been just sitting back and hoping and hoping that you know our leadership that's very very sunny about this our national leadership that's very sunny about the outlook on coronavirus is right and that it does in fact at some point go away before they have to deal with it they were certainly hoping that some sports league was going to have to deal with it i'm sure that the non-bubble major league baseball problems with the marlins uh, gave them a little pause, but it almost the Marlins, like they the didn't. Cardinals, the Cleveland Indians yeah, pitcher like today, like the realize. problem that doesn't stop because the pandemic hasn't stopped. Like yeah, it's not going to be. Is, are we going to be able to deal with one thing and then move on? It's can we deal with the constant barrage of all right? So now this te- this team's got five positives. Are we allowed? Do they play at all? Do they just not have an offensive line now? Like what? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's almost like. They, uh, it's almost like every time they were asked about it, their answer would have been, no nah, man, I'm pretty sure that by the time it gets to be my turn, I'm not going to have to deal with it. I don't know, <laughs> if you ever end up in a meeting where like you're one of this many action items, 
and so you just don't bother to prepare your thing. You just watch the clock and hope that by the time that it's lunchtime or the end of the day before you have to talk. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so then you get 40 minutes into the meeting and it's like, all right, and then uh, he can provide us with an, with, an, with an update on that item, Steve? Steve? <laughs> David, are you there? <laughs> right, so that's essentially what happens. And that's when you fake the bad connection and hope that that buys you enough time, but you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, speaking of that basketball, I'm going to go ahead and bust out uh, Kofi Coburn's sophomore year, which is uh, Kofi Coburn aged in uh, my little whiskey barrel for a few months. I just want to see if this is any good, see if it's matured, added some post moves. Uh, or anything. I wouldn't like count that. on a face-up game from it. I'll wait for that foam to subside, but anyway, I don't know. At this point, that's now uh, six conferences left. Uh, my belief is that the Sun Belt will do whatever the SEC does. Yeah. But, hey, let's take, let's, you know what, let's take our Big Ten hats off here. So from a college football playoff perspective, you take off the Big Ten, now you have the SEC and the ACC no, and the Big 12. No, it's easy. It's Oklahoma, Clemson, and two SEC teams. The question That's is, not hard at all. Does the American <laughs> slot into some of those uh, no. New Year's Six Bowls? Oh, sure. Yeah, why not? You could give them a second one. If the like, thing is, if like Cincinnati the Pac-12 does nothing to the college football playoff. The playoff, no, sure. So if the, if the that's what I'm sorry, see, that's my assumption. That's my mistake for assuming that I knew where you were going. No, as far as the New Year's Six Bowls go, if any of them are even played, yeah, you could see a second G5 team in there if like Memphis and Cincinnati both make it. But remember, Mountain West isn't playing, so Boise's not going to be in one of those spots. Neither is Wyoming. There will be no highfalutin rootin' tootin' in the playoff. I don't, I don't know if Wyoming was going to be crashing the college football playoff party this season. You underestimate Craig Bull's power. They are the best. It is. So I'd be curious. I bet He I, has the high ground. Don't try it. <laughs> the problem is nobody actually goes and plays him in the high ground. Um, I, I would have been curious. Uh, but if, once again, my train of thought is in the ditch. Yeah, let me get a sentence out. Um, yep, I lost it. I don't know what I was saying. Well, look, man, I am the opposite of Lovey Smith as far as defensive coordinators are concerned because I will just I will just attack you with stuff right up front, and if you can manage to get anything past my initial barrage of confusing misdirections, then you can probably take it for about five minutes before I can figure out what to what to say in response. Um, but generally, I don't know. I guess you could call me uh, Tim Banks in this regard. What odds you give the college basketball season of tipping off as scheduled? Well, all right. So forget that's, that's scratch, hard to say because scratch, we don't know that the college football. I mean, scratch that question because it's already not happening as scheduled because the Pac-12 is out until January. Yeah, the entire college basketball. I mean, we don't know whether at this point the schedule indicates that there will be a fractured college football season yeah. that kicks off. But at this point yesterday, Illinois was going to kick off against Ohio State in three weeks. True. So... Yeah, I mean, it's true. Yeah. It is It is interesting how every time there's any incremental development, 
there's immediately a flood of Russian analysis as though, okay, this is the final picture, nothing else is gonna change. So from right here, this exact spot where we are, what happens a year from now? Like it's, it's ridiculous in the, in the world that we live in now to think that you really know what's gonna happen in another day. I mean, it, it could be that all those conferences that haven't canceled yet go forward. It could be that none of them do. It could be that the SEC makes its bold power play and is the lone conference to play and, you know, rules the ratings for a season and then 200 of their players die. I mean, there's, there's a lot of possibilities that are in the air here. So, this sophomore year Kofi, it's very strong, but it tastes mostly like oak and bourbon and the chocolate is a little bit drained from it, so am I to assume that Kofi will undergo some kind of Sammy Sosa thing? Maybe he just needs to get some fluid off his knee or something. Like, you may be overthinking this. I mean, dude. <laughs> He's a big guy. It's probably, it's gotta be bad for your joints. So, the next question again is, if this spring season goes forward, presumably it doesn't start till what, like March? Because Again, how, how do you have a functional season in January or February in all outdoor venues? I don't think you do. So if the season's played in March, April, let's say it's only, it's, I, I would assume Good to, try to, to try to protect the next year, they would probably only play like six, seven or eight games, something like that. So say those all take place in March and April. Now you're going into May, so then you've got May, June, August, and then you're right back in the next season, <laughs> unless you move that back as well. And again, even in half a season, you're gonna have plenty of injuries. Players are gonna need time to recover. If they play in the spring, they are basically admitting that 2021 is gonna be impacted as well. But I have to think that's an easy call for the conferences to make because it's either you get something out of the resources from 2020, or you just give up on it altogether and try to go forward in 2021. I don't think they're going to do that. From an eligibility standpoint, how about this? Illinois plays a seven-game schedule in the spring of 2021. Well, now, all of those seniors, are they now graduated? <laughs> I, would, I would think so, and that's why I, I said that's exactly and that's what I, I said earlier. Unless, again, unless it really boils down to like if unless it's half a season or less that they end up playing i have to think the ncaa is just like that's the simplest way isn't it if you get something resembling a normal season in spring you just say okay that was it that was the season all you guys get the fuck out of here same scholarship limits apply that would be the easiest way to do it and boy How about this? boy have, have we not seen the ncaa is all about the easiest way to do it 100 <laughs> percent. let's say that you have the sec the acc the Sun Belt and the Big 12 South all play, or the former Big 12 South, all play in the fall, and then you have the Big 10 and the Pac-12, the Big 12 North formerly, and the Mountain West all play in the spring. Okay. Like, what sport are we playing anymore? Well, I guess as much of a national organization as we've ever had. Right, keep in mind, the NCAA does not award, like, they have not awarded nope. a national college football champion. Like, and they the don't... FCS season is canceled as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I don't recall Well, which... it doesn't matter. The, uh, the, um, well, so the, the, the Missouri Valley Football Conference season is canceled, which means 
that the North Dakota State season is canceled, which means that there is really a big asterisk next to any FCS championship that would or would not have happened. Sure. But like I said a minute ago, if some conferences play a normal-ish schedule in the fall and some of them postpone to spring and get some kind of season in, that's just going to be their 2020 season. Now, obviously, that destroys a chance of there being a normal and meaningful playoff, like most of the bowls are going to be disrupted by this. But for one thing, those bowls are mostly just like tax write-offs for the sponsors anyway, who gives a shit. And again, the playoff, unless you're Ohio State, you know, what do you care? None of our teams were going anyway. Um, and you know, if you're Ohio State, fine, good, some disappointment in your life. You deserve it. Everyone else has had to deal with it. So, you know, welcome to the club. You, you can be sad too. So if we have like three and a half conferences play spring seasons, are we going to have like 16 like late April bowl games? I have no idea. I, I sincerely doubt it because again, it, if you play that spring season and then you do, was it 15 bowl practices they get and then you play in a bowl game, that takes up most of another month. Now you're only two months away from the start of the next season and that's going to be like, that's going to be the biggest issue with getting spring to work. It's not about the NFL draft. That doesn't really impact a lot of players. It's more about how do we arrange this season relative to the 2021 fall season in such a way that we don't have, you know, a hundred injured players per team. Like that's going to be the big problem. I've been giving a lot of air to this spring season thing without addressing the fact that I really think there is virtually no chance it happens. No, I think it's very unlikely because what are the indications we've seen that the country is going to be in a substantially different place then than it is now? What would have to change instead would be some action on either the NCAA or the conferences part to figure out how they could, and again, we've seen no indication that they want to do that. They basically seem like they're just going to hold their breath as long as they can and then say, well, we tried punt, um, and punt here in the derogatory term, meaning we're not dealing with this right now, get it away, we're just going to postpone. Um, no, I, I think the odds that there's a meaningful plan in place from the powers of being college football by, by the time for spring football is minimal, and the uh, odds that, that anything has changed in the rest of the country to make it sensible to play, I think that's also the the only the silver hope, the silver lining, the possible hope here, is not really a vaccine per se. I think that's a pipe dream, but that maybe the virus is understood well enough by then that schools feel comfortable saying, okay, well, here's the information about this virus. It causes A, B, and C problems in these likelihoods. Now we are comfortable asking players if they want to play and we're confident enough that we're not going to get our brains sued out if a couple players end up dying from it. Which, by the way, is the best case scenario for college football, that they understand enough about the risks that they're willing to, that players are able to sign on for those. Whatever those risks would be, that's still going to be bad. As a lawyer, can you foresee any scenario where a uh... Power, let's just say a Power 5, not that it doesn't extend to anybody else, but as a Power 5 football... <laughs> can you foresee a scenario where a Power 5 football player dies from coronavirus-related complications during the season and it does not open the university up to a big-time lawsuit? Well, the way you're phrasing that question, no, because 
the estate of the player, I would think almost certainly, is at least going to try to sue. Whether that lawsuit succeeds is another thing altogether. And that is really outside of my expertise, I couldn't say. I'm not a labor lawyer. But it would be a very high-profile lawsuit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it so, would be enough of a high-profile lawsuit to generate, an, like, it would go up to a pretty high level. You would get a lot of, you'd get just an enormous amount of media coverage on it. Yeah, it, remember the, the Jordan, last thing the NCAA wants. Remember the Jordan McNair case? Absolutely. Picture that times about a hundred, I would say, and you'd have something like that because. Picture that, except instead of being about the Maryland coaching staff, it's about NCAA football as an entire entity. Yeah. How and, about that? Right, because presumably at that point, whatever school it is that that horrible thing happens at, will be able to say. Look, we're following guidance from the conference and from the NCAA, and we're just doing what they told us, and then this thing happened, and it's not our fault. So, yes, I think I would think the school, the school's first move would be to try to pass the buck. And, uh, you know, <laughs> these are institutions that are not good at accepting blame or handling responsibility. So, Well, I mean, it depends. What happens then depends. Is Mike Slive in charge of investigating? Because if he is, then he's going to find a way to blame it on the school. But if not then we've just got to reckon with <laughs> it almost feels like part of this and i really think it's more about liability than this union thing but part of this is yeah. definitely reckoning with the true nature of college football as far as the labor value relationship is concerned yeah boy and <laughs> is this not is this not a lesson about the cost of failing to address your original sin because in the case of NCAA it feels like their foundational crime was profiting off of the labor of all these thousands millions of talented people without paying them for it that's what the legal term student athlete was designed to do let us not get it confused let us not make any distinction <clears throat> let us not mistakenly believe that it evolved from some noble period where you know it was invented as a legal distinction in order to insulate the school from any costs associated with those football players specifically yeah yeah and they ended up applying it to swimmers and pole vaulters and all that because it allowed them to blend the money-making reality of football and basketball in with really the closer thing to the student athlete which is you know the track guy who happens to get his school paid for free because he can run real good um boy so this has been an i mean we've been all over the place in this episode it's been a really uh i can't say that i feel better but i at least feel like i've talked yeah that's a good way to put it i feel like i've talked sometimes that's beneficial you know can be at least. You know who I'm envious of hmm. is the people who think that this will all be over the day after the election if there's a certain outcome. Because imagine still thinking this is all a hoax. Imagine how <laughs> clean your conscience would be. Imagine how, I mean, yeah, you'd be pretty mad now that everybody's canceling everything for nothing, but like, imagine that you just think that there's a point at which this can all just go away. I'd love to live in that world. It'd be a happier place. Yeah.
your source for Big Ten College. It's a tackle empire.